All right, folks, welcome to another GD Podcast. I'm your host, Guy DeMarco. Give you a little bit of a match breakdown on Magnolia Meltdown. Um, the match breakdown of Magnolia Meltdown. Um, it was warm, just to say anything about the weather. It was warm. Uh, we shot 10 stages on Saturday and 9 stages on Sunday. It is currently 1 o'clock. I got done with my last stage at 12.30. Um, 10 Saturday, 9 Sunday. Total was 187 rounds. Um, scores are not posted yet. Jeff Geary dropped four yesterday. Um, so dropped four out of 98, and then today he dropped three out of 89. So to say... Uh, Seven shots over the weekend, uh, crazy. I haven't talked to anybody else, but down seven, so 180 out of 187. That uh, that might take the win. I don't know. We haven't seen practice score yet. But overall, great course of fire. We shot a lot of different type of stages. We shot modifying prone stages. We shot full prone stages. We shot out of a bus twice. Shot two mover stages. We've shot long-range stages. We've shot um, animal lanes, crisscrossing animal lanes, uh, some mental stages, some pretty straightforward stages. Um, but all in all, really good match. Great course of fire by Tim Little and Greg Holloway, as always, here at Gunline, right outside of Carthage, Mississippi. Um, really showed out. Food was really, really good. We had, like, chicken, dumpling, um, green beans and peach cobbler yesterday. Today we just had uh, like a shredded beef stew, rice, and lima beans with probably the best banana pudding I've ever had. Plenty of beer, plenty of water, plenty of Gatorade all weekend. Um, snack stations, water stations all over. They've got these giant porta cool fans all over the range there's three different shooting bays and there's one of them on each bay along with a giant um the giant misting fans and smaller fans it was really really um considerate and uh forward thinking to to have these giant fans it was supposed to be 103 out here this weekend i know it got to 103 yesterday um didn't see anybody go down with uh any heat related issues but it is warm so having these fans out here has really, really helped. Uh, looked at the prize table, and it is stacked. We got all kinds of stuff on the prize table, reloading stuff, shooting stuff. Um, some of the, the main sponsors that are here, it is the Manners Magnolia Meltdown. So Manners obviously has some uh, stocks um, on the table. Foundation is here. They've got stocks on the table. We've got... Um, Armageddon Gear is here. They've got stuff on the table. MPA is here. They have stuff on the table. Hunter HD Gold um, Shooting Eyewear. One of their sponsored shooters is there. Is here. They've put certificates on the table. Everything is really, really shaped up. The prize table is looking stacked. It's looking really good. Area 419, Gray Ops, um, Hodgdon Powder. I'm trying to think of all the certs that I saw. Lou Frodo tripods, uh, Vortex, Leupold, all kinds of good stuff. But like I said, we're going to go ahead and get some interviews 
uh, of some of the shooters. You heard some from yesterday, but we're going to try and get some of the shooters involved, maybe a couple of the sponsors, and, uh, and see what's going on. So stay tuned. Thanks. Fantastic. All right, we are here with one of the shooters. It's the end of day one, and scores are posted. And I snagged somebody to come and talk to me because everybody's getting getting ready to leave. So I figured I'd grab some content. And you, your name, sir? Daniel Brister. And how long have you been shooting? Uh, around 2018. I think it was around the first match. Okay. Shot my first match at K&M. Um, I uh, had a buddy I worked with. I used to travel um, with the same company I worked for. And um, him and I worked together, and he got into this sport called PRS and kept bugging me, uh, bugging me to build a rifle. Man, come up here. There's this place called K&M. It's awesome. I, I mean, like, it oh. is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, uh, build a rifle, get up here, and uh, come shoot. And so I built a rifle primarily for hunting but competition. And... Um, I told my gunsmith at the time, I said, hey, I want to ride for hunting, but I kind of want you to match, and which is the wrong thing to do. Don't ever do that. Correct. Um, uh, went up there and shot, and that rifle never saw the woods. I shot, <laughs> I shot two seasons with it uh, at PRS matches, and um, that was it. That was it. I was done for. That's okay. when it started, 2018. Okay. And what are you shooting? Uh, currently, I'm shooting a 6BR. 6BR. What kind of what kind of action barrel? Mm -hmm. Who's your gunsmith? Impact action. Uh, Rachel Precision. I think you had him on earlier. Yep. Um, um, barrels. Bartline. Ace break. Uh, Manor stocks. Um, uh, Z comp. Uh, zero compromise scope. Okay. Uh, Burger bullets. Lupua brass. Varga powder. Okay. Optic. Zero compromise. Zico. Yes, yes sir. You said that. Yes, sir. Bottom metal. Um. Uh, I think I had the mini chassis, or, okay. or was the Hawkins? I don't really know. Fair enough. It was a second-hand stock that was given to me. It uh, works graciously by Tommy Tinsley, and it was, uh, yeah. So it's probably the mini chassis. Whatever it is, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I just know that the sound it makes when it hits yeah. steel. That's it. So we're down here at the Magnolia Meltdown, um, down here in Mississippi. How are, how did you shoot today? I did well, uh, considering this is basically my home range. Um, I wanted to do better. <laughs> I um, think we all did. When, that, when that, you look at the scores, yeah, I think we all did. Yeah, that wind and mirage will get you every time. Yes. Um, but but I did well. I'm still in the fight, uh, hoping to do better tomorrow. Okay. Um, what, what was your favorite? We shot 10 stages a day. We shot off a bunch of different props. Um, of course, the PRS barricade, but we shot out of a bus. We shot off of tires. We shot off of um, some modified prone stuff. We shot off of uh, a truck. We shot off of tank traps and rooftops and all kinds of different stuff. So what was uh, your favorite stage of the day? Yeah, by far the bus, which was the most intimidating for me because I'd never done any uh, kind of tripod. Thank you, Randy. Uh, <laughs> I'd never done any kind of tripod. We, what we did was we kind of gamed it. Uh, we collapsed the tripod. Um, uh, we put painters tape to to keep it keep it uh, together keep it bound. Uh, we lay that across the seat for our rear support. Okay. Um, put a front plate on the front of our arca rails as a front support, and uh, rolled with it through three windows, three different cars, three different um, distances. Uh, distances. Um, that was the funnest one. I cleaned it. 
Um, wow. Okay. And uh, it was it was. Don't good. make me feel bad or anything. <laughs> that was that was my worst stage oh, of man. the day. I saw a bunch of people having problems with the tripod. Like really. Um, it wasn't coming apart. They like they had a good bag. Like they were just they just weren't overall steady. And I normally shoot buses with just a bag. I can normally get um, on the back of the seat and have pretty good stability. Mm. Put my bag up in that window, and then like the way that I hook that hook the seat and got my rear support was not working for me at all today. Yeah. Um, super unstable. Um, trying to break the shot in the middle of the wobble zone, which is not a way to hit a lot of targets, um, and I timed out. Like, just wasn't rough. The bus wasn't my day today. Did you use a plate? What do you use as a front support? I just bag in the window. You were bagging it. Yeah. Would you use the rear? Another bag or my knee? Your knee. Okay. So I was able to like get that knee up in on the seat, elbow, and use the the rear seat as it's coming okay. off of the yeah. off the wall right. as as decent support. It just wasn't good enough. Yeah. There's a wobble factor in that bus. Yeah. Um, um they've talked about like taking um the the coils out and like maybe taking a leaf <laughs> spring or two out to make it less bouncy. Yeah. Um, because I've 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 shot out of a ton of buses and I've done tripod rear in the in the back before and it's had good success. I just was like, I've primarily been bagging it and doing good. I practiced it yesterday and was doing really good. Today I just fell apart on me. Yeah. And, yeah. it, and it happens. You're going to have that. And then, like, I started the day strong, and then it just kind of tapered off. I had two bad stages, and then picked back up, and then just kind of stayed mediocre the rest of the day. How did you do on the tires? Uh, the tires, I got a six, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. A six or an eight. Nice. Either or. That's good. That's really good on the tires. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were wobbly. They definitely were wobbly, and if you haven't been to uh, – gun line before this is the far right lane it goes out to 686 or 696 um they had five tires different size different positions and you had to engage uh large ipsic small ipsic at 630 they were tiny um we shot those probably 12 o'clock in the afternoon so sun hitting them like from straight down wind and mirage Everything was a little, a little tricky. But the guy before me, like two shooters before me, went through the whole thing and shot the whole thing straight up with a ten. I don't, I don't. That's crazy. And he's a new shooter. Wow. Like he is. This is probably third match. Maybe stretching it. He doesn't understand how hard that that is. Yeah, that to do what he did and on the range he did it on. Exactly. The range here at Gunline, the seven or the seven hundred yard range at the yeah. far end that you're just talking about, that is the hardest range to shoot on in this entire place. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, it's the only thing that would be comparable, but would be the long range stage on the far left side, mm-hmm. like big target MOA size target. Like that would be the other thing. Right. But the match directors did a really good job of keeping us keeping us off of our belly and giving us the opportunity to go modify prone. Because they know it's going to be super miragey out here. Yeah. So they weren't trying to like 
oh, we're just going to make you shoot in Mirage to shoot in Mirage. Mm -hmm. They did a good job of keeping us off our belly. You mm -hmm. had the option to shoot on your belly on one stage, but everything was – there was, what, three stages, four stages, modified and prone today? Yeah. But the Mirage and the wind was the difficulty, not necessarily yeah. the position. Yeah. Um, so your favorite, you said, was the bus. What's the stage you want to get back? Uh, tires. Did you get the tires <laughs> the back? Tires. I dropped five on that one. It was horrible. Uh, I just didn't feel comfortable. I really didn't. Did um, you bipod or did you bag it? Bag it. I'm, okay. I'm all about some bag. Uh, if I can bag any stage, it's quicker. I'm more efficient with it. Uh, that's how I practice at home. Okay. It's easier like that for me. Uh, plus, most of the guys that I saw before me were timing out. Okay. Uh, and if they didn't, if they didn't hustle, if they didn't boogie through that stage, even with a the bag, they were in a timeout. Yeah. We had a lot of timeouts on that one, and uh, I was not going to time out. Um, it might have cost me uh, shooting, you know, a couple impacts shooting faster like that, but you know, it's just that's how I did it. So, do you dial wind or hold it? Uh, no, I'm going to hold. Um, so, so this entire year, I don't know what it is about this Rachel Barrel, but I've been a tenth high and a tenth left. And I've left it like that. I've set my zero offset in my Kestrel. Right. Um, and that's where I leave it. And my speeds, I know exactly pretty much where my speeds are going to be within 20 feet per second after I clean and then when, when, I'm, when I'm going at a match, you know, uh, mm -hmm. the day of practice. Um, and so I had the offsets in there. And um, I mean, that's just from, like, zeroing. Like, you had a barrel before. Mm -hmm. You put a new, brand-new, clean, unbroken-in barrel in, and mm -hmm. it's – that far off from your last barrel? So no, I'm not saying barrel. I'm saying cleaning. Oh. B between cleanings. Oh, between it's cleanings. It's the same barrel. Okay. It's the same barrel. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, But uh, I, I know what it's going to do. I know where the speeds are going to be. But I rolled a tenth of wind, and I, and I keep it a tenth high and a tenth left at all my matches, and it's everything has always worked out. Awesome. I don't clean between two days. Right. I, you know, it stays as is. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, so we got the – Stage that you want to get back, the stage that you liked. Um, what is <laughs> what is uh, what's the thing that you're telling to the new shooters that haven't come out and seen a two day, or they've shot their local match but they haven't shot the two day, or they haven't like heard of this thing at PRS but they've got a 308 with a detachable mag in the closet? Like, what are you telling them about PRS? Dive in head first, man. Uh, you've got. I think a lot of guys. You've got to really push them, you know, because they're 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 nervous. They're nervous about going to a match with a bunch of other guys. They see they see all these other shooters that are you know doing awesome. You know, dropping five six shots a day or whatever. Um, they Four might not, for the entire yeah. for the entire day. Right. They might not even have the best equipment. It doesn't matter what you have. Get out here, talk to the guys. Shoot shoot what you got. And have fun, right? You're not going to come out here and win a match, so don't don't even have that as an expectation, right? It's not going to happen. So like, like a lot of dudes, we sit there and be like, oh well, I'm a good shot. I can shoot the 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 wings off a of fly X Y Z. And then when it's time to actually put that into practice, maybe not so, maybe not the actual mm -hmm. the actual case. Yeah. But yeah, come on out, like yeah. shoot a match, yeah. see see if it's your jam. Um, just try it out. What besides this match? What other matches on your agenda for the rest of the year? Um, so I've actually been on a hiatus for about three months, and it's not because of me, but just because of the schedule for PRS and in, in our area. Right. 
this is my first match in like three months. Okay. Um, so this match, uh, two weeks we have LPRC. Robert Brantley's putting on uh, North Louisiana. Yep. Um, a couple weeks after that is the grind. Yep. Um, I have a great AM. I'm gonna pair. I, I got paired up with. I'm excited about that going going okay. up there. After that is um, LPRC again up in North Louisiana. Then back here at Gunline. Okay. So I'll be. That's kind of all back to back to back. I know those are all one day matches. Yes, minus okay. the minus the grind. Minus the grind. Right. Do you got any more two days for the rest of the year? The I don't. Grind and I don't uh, know. Um, I was gonna shoot some more two days, but. I shot the Collis. Uh, I shot this one, and I'm shooting the grind. Okay. And then, if you make the finale, you'll you'll go to that. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, I, that's always the goal. Right. Always the goal. Um, I, 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 I mean, wanna, it's the Super Bowl for right, us. Exactly. So like, yeah. You want to you want to do well, and you want to succeed, and you want to go to the to the Super Bowl. Uh, but I, I don't know. You know, if I make it, I might go. If 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 I don't make it, obviously I'm not going to go. Right. But, um, you know, maybe. Who knows? Sweet. Yeah. Anything else you want to throw out there before uh, we cut loose? And I think some of us are getting ready to go eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah. Um, your, your podcast is awesome. I'll listen to you. Um, well, sweet. You're. Uh, it, this is this is great. Um, you know, if you're a new shooter and you're listening to this, get out here. It, it doesn't matter what you have. You know, come come hang out. Even even ROing, if you don't have any kind of equipment, just come RO, see what it's about, and uh, you can actually learn a whole lot from RO and you know just from wind calls, what people are doing, how they do it. Come hang out, just get into it. That's how you that's how you start progressing. So that's exactly how I started. Was I moved from Cali to Florida at the end of eighteen and nineteen. AI match at Altus was the first time I like nice. RO'd anything. <laughs> and then I just traveled around everywhere and RO'd everything. And that's how I learned about yeah. it. This is my first year shooting two day, two day events. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. This okay. is, this is my first year shooting two day events and it's only my third year in the PRS. Okay. I did two years of, of one day. And then I came and everybody's like, you need to shoot two day. You need yeah. to shoot. Two. I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah. You're never ready. No. No so, one is. So just come and shoot yeah. them. And, like, yeah. yeah, they're more money, but you're sending more rounds downrange, which is getting you more practice. Yeah. I was talking to a guy on, uh, I think it was the high the other day. Um, he was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I've been shooting for, for two years now. You know, I want to shoot in this certain percentage at one-day matches before I go to two-day matches. And I told him, I said, you don't need to do that. I said, because once you shoot a two-day match, your one-day matches are going to be like a piece of cake. Uh-huh. They're, they're going to be so much easier. You're going to be so much more relaxed. Um, and you're going to learn a lot more from those two-day matches being under pressure, a bigger match, you know, more intimidation. Or, you know, yeah. you're, you're in a bigger pond. You know, you're going to learn a lot more, pick up a lot more from people that are shooting with you and that are going to help you out. Right, and 100%. And you're, you're going to go back to the one-day matches and then just blow them away. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where you are, what you know, what stage you are in your PRS uh, history, you know, just – or, or you know your uh, journey your career yeah, yeah your journey absolutely um you know get out there branch out get uncomfortable shooting different matches or or you know do it you know just do it get out Sweet. there and do it awesome well i appreciate you yeah, sir thank you all right everybody we got a salesman young entrepreneur with us for the second time 
Mr. John Winston. Truitt. Truitt. You are one of the Truitt boys. There's two of them. One You're of the stinky Truitt boys. <laughs> one of the, you guys aren't stinky. I know you took. You went in the pool last night, so you washed off all the dirt. So you were fine. That's true. But you're the second oldest? Yes. Out of the five? Yes. But you're outnumbered two to three girls versus boys. Yes, but the boys are way stronger. But the boys are way stronger? I mean, you've got one older sister, and then you've got two two toddler sisters. Of course you're going to be stronger. So the first time I interviewed you was at K&M, and we talked about your knife company. Yes. Right? You're selling knives. Did you bring your knives with you this weekend? Yes, I got two no- new orders and just for this match. You got two new orders just for this match. So, what's your knife's name company again? Uh, JW's Knives. JW's Knives. And you're setting up at major matches, right? Yes, The big sir. two-day matches. Yes, Right? Sir. So, you're going to be setting up here... Um, probably tomorrow afternoon during the awards. Yes. You guys were already selling a bunch of lemonade. You already sold out all of your lemonade. So we're selling lemonade, mm-hmm. and we've got you over here selling the knives for JW's Knives. And you said you got two new orders from this match alone already, and I haven't even seen you set up. So word of mouth is out there, right? People know, people know who you are. You're the knife man when you show up to these matches. So, I guess my question is, how has business been going since the last time we talked when you, because uh, that was at the finale, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was at Gap Grind. No, I've never been to Gap Grind, so it definitely wasn't at Gap Grind. You haven't? Oh, mm-hmm. at, um, at was, Shannon's. Yeah, it was at Shannon's at the, the PRS finale, yeah. I think is what it was. Um, so, how has business been going since then? How many matches do you guys go to? We've probably went to eight since then. Okay, so that's you've been doing on average. How many match? How many knives are you selling at a match? It depends, but probably the most of those matches since um, the finale, probably twelve. Twelve per. Yeah. That's pretty good, and. You guys, I say you guys, you and your dad, you guys sit down and you kind of look through the big um, catalog that you guys order from. And then you'll pick which ones look the coolest or which ones are the most practical. Yeah. And you'll pick those ones. So what is probably one of the more popular knives that you're selling? Like what's the style? Right now it's probably Cobaltic. Which ones? Cobaltec knives. Cobaltec. Is that a fixed blade or a folder? A, um, there's some fixed blades, but they're mostly just folders. More, mostly folders? Okay. So is there, a, is there a more prevalent style with the folders? Are they, um, is it mostly like serrated or uh, straight uh, edged? Are they like a tonto tip? Or are they just a good utility knife or a good... A good solid knife? Tonto what? and straight. Tontos and straights? Yeah. Okay, not so much of the serrated stuff? No. Okay. I have a few serrated blades, but yeah. Okay. What's your everyday carry knife? 
Um, I've been carrying uh, a one with this one right here. Let's see this bad guy. I, bu I actually bought this the first year of me and Daddy. We came here together, and I bought that on the way here. Okay, so yeah. this is an outdoor edge. It is a folder. It's got a kind of a kind of a cool cool blade to it. It it's not necessarily a taunt. It kind of has like a tanto to it, but it's got a full belly blade on it. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. And it has a good grip on the handle. It too. does have good grip. It's like a rubberized grip on there. Mm -hmm. So that's what you've been carrying here lately. Yes. And when you're wearing your when you're wearing your cowboy boots and your blue jeans, you're wearing that big fixed blade that you got. Yes. That is that your favorite knife? One of them. One of your favorite knives? Yeah, one of my favorites. Okay, so are you are you currently on the internet anywhere, or is it just just finding you at the matches? Do you have like at a fan, do you have a fan page like JW at Knives at Facebook or anything like at that? Matches and people come to our house, but and we're gonna try to get me. Like, we have a few parades in our little town. Okay. Every once in a while. And I might sail there and okay. some parades. So, no, so nothing on, on the internet, no Facebook or Instagram yet, but no. major matches. How do we know if you're going to be at a major match? Can we, can we message um, the parents' business and, and see if you guys are going to be at a match, if we, need to, if we need to pick up some knife swag? Yeah. Okay, Probably. so... You can go to Foundation Stocks on Instagram or Facebook or on the website, and we can message you guys there and see if it's going to – if you guys are going to be at a, at a match. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Okay. We'll confirm that. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh-oh. They pistols getting on them. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you coming back on. I kept you an extra minute and 30 seconds than the five minutes we were allotted. So <laughs> we're going to end it here, but we will see you guys tomorrow. And uh, do you know the next match that you are going to be at? Is probably it's your guys' match. Um, yes. So you'll definitely be there. But are you guys yeah. going Are you guys going to the MPA match in October? or? I think so. I'm shooting gap grind. You're, okay, so you're shooting gap grind. Are you going to set up a gap grind too? Yeah. I'm okay, fantastic. So we know you're going to be at least two matches. Mm -hmm. And then are you guys going to the finale? Yes. Okay, so that's three we matches. Are. So if you need to get a hold of JW, of JW's knives, you can find them at the Oklahoma match. You can find them at the gap grind in Tennessee. And you can find them at the finale in Kansas. Awesome. Anything you want to throw out there before we get out? Before we get out of here? Um, thank you. Awesome. Cool, man. Appreciate you. All right, we got another shooter. We got a female shooter, and your name is, ma'am? Kim Chambers. Kim Chambers. And where are you out of? Uh, Benton, Arkansas. Benton, Arkansas. So I first saw you at the Twisted Barrel Pro last month. Yes, uh-huh. Okay. So, um, what are you shooting? Uh, six Creed more. Six Creed more. What uh, like what barrel? What action? Uh, eighteen barrel action impact ac action. Okay. Big Sandy trigger. Yep. <laughs> uh, foundation stock. Foundation stock. Which yes. one? It's the black one. The new black one. The the new black one. Do you okay. know which one that M is? MG the MG two. Yes, MG two. Okay. Yes, sorry. <laughs> 
well, so me and a couple of my friends were like, what does MG stand for? They're like, I think it's Genesis 2. But I was yeah. like, what does yeah. the M stand it's for? It's MG 2, yes. So I asked John Kyle this morning, it's the Micarta Genesis 2. And yep. I was like, oh, that makes yep. so much sense now. <laughs> um, so, uh, and what scope? Uh, Lupo Mark 5. Loopy Mark V. Yes. Okay. Hence the shirt. Yes. Got it. Yes. Um, what, uh, how many, how many two days have you shot? Uh, like how long have you been shooting? This, a little over a year. Okay. So I'm still fairly new at it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two days. This is my second two day. Second two day. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you've been shooting the one day is at, um, Twisted, at Bar- Twisted Barrel. Quite a bit. We did one, uh, Louisiana Precision. Okay. At, at there, we did one uh, one regional there. Yes. Yeah. So I've shot several one day matches. This is my second two day. Second two day. Yeah. Okay. Um, and new within say a year or so. Yes. Yes. So how are you liking it? Love it. Okay. I love it. I mean, it's a huge learning curve, but I love it. Are you beating your husband? <laughs> it's a. It's neck and neck. Fifty fifty. Can I? So he's shooting a gas gun. <laughs> yes. So. Like we we rolled Everybody by. Love squat, squatting with us. Yeah, like we rolled by and was like, "Are you shooting the gas gun?" She's like, "No, this one's mine." We're like, "That girl, there you go, there you go." Um, so, what was your favorite stage of the match? I had to say, I, I didn't have really one favorite stage. I love the bowling pins. Okay. That was tricky, but I love that. I love okay. it. It was a challenge. You know, because you had to stay on the radical, watch where you hit, missing, to, you know, correct. Absolutely. Yes, I love that. Um, in the barricade, the one where you moved the barrel to the barrel barricade. to the barricade. Yeah, that okay. was a good one. I like that one. So, uh, just to give people a mental picture, basically it was modified prone for um, these bowling pins from 350 to 600. Yes. Just two shots each, walk it out. Uh-huh. Uh, left or right side berm, left side, right, left, right, left, um, out to 600. But... The the diamond stage was a diamond plate rack at 600, and you did five rounds, modified prone off the top of the barrel, um, hit or miss, move on, and then you move to the PRS barricade and use five unique positions, mm-hmm. hit to move on. Yes. If you miss the target, you still have to move, but you have to re-engage, re-engage. that target yes. until you hit it. Yes. So that was definitely like a mental and a movement stage. Yes, it was. Like, um, I mean, and I mean, they're diamonds at 600, so they're not impossible to hit, right. but they are a yes. more difficult yes. target than, yes. say, a circle, circle or a square right. or something like that. Right. So that one was a very challenging, yes. very challenging. And I think that's one of the reasons why I did like it, because it was challenging. I had to, you know, it was a mental challenge, you mm-hmm. know, not, you know, I guess mentally, not only physically, but it was really mentally. I think that's one of my, one of my favorites. I like to, you know, be able to. You know, use use I guess use my mentally skills to be able to you know shoot better. You know. I okay. Guess. <laughs> and what's what's the stage you want to get back? Like, man, that one got away from me, and I really want to redo it. Oh, this last mover. What we? Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. That one was tricky. Oh my word! Yeah, we had several of the people in our squad. They would it would the mover would get in front of the rack, and they would hit the mover. <laughs> I was going to ask if that happened because <laughs> yes, that, that happened, happened several times. That happened last year on our st- on our squad. <laughs> Not this year. It was close. He probably snuck that bullet in there with like a quarter of a plate, like yeah, yeah, before that mover got yes. there. It was yes. awesome. I snuck one off right as it was coming back out of the left. It, I was like, 
<laughs> yeah. Right off the left. So, <laughs> so did you score well on it, or did you not score well on it? No, okay. no. I got, I got five. I was pretty. Okay. I'm ashamed to say, but I did. I'm gonna say. <laughs> so that was that was in 11 round stage. Yes. So there was a s six circles on a plate rack at 502, and the mover is at 500, and that mover was only like a half mil wide. And you engage the plate rack and then the mover and back to the plate rack and back to the mover. And you did that for all 11 rounds. But if you got out of sequence, all they could say was re-engage. You weren't allowed to call out, hey, you know, no, yes. you're on the third target. So yes. you, couldn't, you couldn't get help with what target you were on. You could only get a re-engage or, you know, just a miss. And yeah. it wasn't a hit to move on. It was hit or miss. But, like, you couldn't shout out and be like, Hey, what target am I on? Like, right, it was right, just, right. just it ride was, or die. Yes, it was. It definitely was. <laughs> I, I would say the stage that I want to get back would probably be the bus because that was my worst stage. I'd say that was my second one. That was, yeah, that was a bad one for me too. Yeah, um, just uh, those windows, woo, and then my positioning. Like a lot of people in our squad, they were using their tripods. Tripod rear. Uh, yeah, go across the seat. Well, I've never shot out of a bus. So I was okay. like, okay, I'm going to use my, you know, bag, bar rider front yep. wheel bag. And then I tried to use, you know, just a little, you know, plump bag or what, you know, yep. prone bag on the back seat. I mean, I just couldn't get a stable position. It's something um, I'm going to have to practice. Very much so. <laughs> so a good way to maybe practice that is you guys have the, that big circle at Twisted Barrel with uh -huh. all the knobs and stuff on it. Yes. Uh -huh. I would say maybe prop your plate bag on that front one on the center, center. Uh -huh. and then use a bag in the back. Okay. That would probably be the closest you could get to a bus window. Because even this, these bus windows are extremely thin. Yes. I was kind of yes. talking to you about that on. Thin, narrow, just, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> literally just the window. If you, <laughs> yes. go, if you go to Cool Acres and shoot an MPA match, uh -huh. they have a piece of angle iron welded and bolted all the way across the bus so you've oh, got like four inches oh that's nice so it's super solid that's so nice. it's not as thin your bag doesn't sink as bad altus yeah. is the same way they got a piece of two by four across the whole window that's nice right where that your bag is going to sit that way it doesn't droop down and it's a little bit right. more stable right this one is a functioning bus yes. So it's got shocks, it's got leaf springs, yes. it's got a full suspension, and, and it lets you know it has a full suspension. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think it's with the bus. I was getting into it, and they are like, watch your barrel, watch your barrel. And I was like, whoo, this is close because I didn't want to hit my barrel on the roof, and I'm trying to maneuver it. <laughs> yeah. It, buses, buses can definitely be tricky. I like shooting into buses more than I like shooting out of buses. Yes. Now, this morning, our the first stage was prone out of the bus. Yeah. I did well on that. I got, you know, eight out of ten on that. So I did, Same. I did pretty like, well. So. And because they've got a couple of seats missing, they've taken some seats out, yes. so you can go prone uh -huh. in the aisle way yes. um, and shoot out of the back of that. And we shot at a, a KYL at 367, and for the most part, everybody did pretty yeah. decent yeah, on that was, one. Yeah, it was pretty, yeah, well. Um, yeah. Get a good wing call and then just roll, roll. it. Roll. That's how, that's how we did pretty much, yeah. Um, so what do you think, this being your second two-day, what do you think of it as a newer shooter? What do you think of atmosphere, food, hospitality, range layout, like those things? Oh, man. Everything, honestly to say, everybody here has been helpful. Like, help, you know, helping me, hey, like when I shoot the stage, hey, maybe next time try this or, you know, move your bag this mm -hmm. way or, you know, position, you know, your feet or, you know, get down this way. Just everybody here is 
just wonderful. You know, the food's been great. <laughs> the food has been great. But, I mean, honestly, overall, I mean, like I said, I love it. Everybody's, like I said, everybody's here is helpful, willing to help you, you know, any way you can, you know, even if, you know, from, like I said, you know, shooting to doing the, the you know, reloading, everybody's giving, mm-hmm. you know, advice on that. I mean, it's just all over helpful. Are helpful. you reloading your own ammo? No, my or husband and I, we do it together. So. Do it together. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's still reloading it yourself. You're just like. Well, I, I, I help, but I don't do you, it all myself. Right. Okay. Fair. <laughs> I mean. I'm, I'm not going to give myself all the credit. <laughs> well, well off. Well, so the the message you do have, it's because he, he exactly. messed up the ammo. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know his name, but you're messing up, sir. JR, yes. JR, you're messing up. <laughs> yeah. You got to. Yep. Yep. He loved that in a hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had I had some. We were we were on the Ipsit progression yesterday, at you know eight twenty or six six eighty two to six eighty six, and I was dead center right in the middle of that first Ipsit shot, and it went right over the head. And I was like, "What in the world?" Well, that was a hot charge. Reload, <laughs> same hold, same spot. Punched it. Uh huh. Point of impact. Point of point of impact. Really? And I was like, "Oops, oops." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how that happened, but oops. And I was talking to some people, and they're like, do you tap your your funnel after you drop Drop the charge? charge. Uh And I was like, not every time. He's like, I've picked my funnel up, moved it to the next case, set it down, and heard tink, 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 tink in there. He's like, I pulled both of those, and I weighed them, and one was one One, grain I just wasn't like one grain, yeah. And I was like, okay, so if you're one grain at 9.4 feet per tenth, that's, you know, Oh, yeah. 90 feet. It's a 90, what, 85, 90 feet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, you're going to sail over the top Ta- of the target for sure. For sure, yes. And I was like, I'm like, okay, so that makes sense. Like, yes. well enough. Yes. Well enough. Yes. But, um, yeah, the, the stage I'd want to get back would definitely be the be the bus. I mean, as far as my favorite stage, most people say the one that they clean. But, like, the ones that I did clean were so straightforward. Like, uh-huh. Right. But I really did, like, the... Um, I really did like the, the the barrel to the barricade on those diamonds. Uh-huh. I really did like stage twelve today, where it was confirmation target at seven, seven. then five, five seven. seven. Yep, that, that was a fun one. Yes, that was fun. I missed. I held the wrong target, and I was supposed to be hitting the fourth target on the TYL, and I hit the small one. Small one. one. Uh, yep. And then, um. I didn't get my 996 shot off. Yeah, that's me. I didn't get my. I get. Well, take that back. I got my first shot. I missed, and then I get it, my timer. Yeah. But yeah. And then I was like, I was like, I'm gonna send it anyways, yeah. and like put my hold on it because I was already like in the gun, bolt closed when the timer went off. I was like, eh, boom. I'm gonna send it. Like last stage of the day. Like, does it matter? Like, why not? Why not? <laughs> boom. Got it. And I was like, you know what? It's all good. It's right. Like, yep. got an eight on the last stage after getting a four on the one before uh, yep. it. Like, totally fine. Those those triangles, those were tough. Those were very tough. Um, good stage layout, but, like, you couldn't tell. Yeah. Like, no. I went favor right to quarter here, quarter there, bracket here, bracket. And yeah. Like, yeah. the mirage and wind was going oh, my word, right to mir- left. Wow. But the wind, your everything was going off right edge. Right edge. So you're like. Yeah. Um, Nothing is telling me the truth right now. <laughs> it's all lying to me. <laughs> yeah, and I know what, like I know what it was. It's coming left to right, hitting the berm, and then coming back. Back, yeah, yeah. And like I knew it, and I was still holding 
but I was still like the up close. I was going left to right, but out back I was going right to left, and it was I was just like you know you what? You just get all confused, just like okay. Yeah, and I mean <laughs> even on stage twelve, like I didn't have a whole lot of mental errors this weekend. Uh huh. But that stage, I definitely like my brain vapor locked, and I was like because we were going from seven hundred to five, five to six, six uh-huh. and then I, when I went to I was at seven, I needed to go to eight, and I was like, which way do I dial my turret? <laughs> I know I need to go to 5-4, but which way is that right now? I don't know. And, like, that was probably two seconds. So if I wouldn't have not had that and just spun it to 5-4, like, I probably would have got my 10th my yeah. round off. Yeah. And yeah. turned it 8 into a 9. Yeah. If conditions would have been the same, if right. all things relative. Right. But, right. Um, so you had, you had a good match. Um, what was the thing that you learned that you're going to go home and practice as a newer shooter? Oh, let me see. Oh, there's several things I could learn. Like I said. <laughs> like I said. Don't worry. I have a laundry list as well. I have a laundry list as well. Um, I, the, I'm the, definitely the bus doing the tripod. Okay. You know, try to, well, try to do like you said. You know, I'll, you know, go back to my range that we usually practice at. Try to, you know, something like that. Work something in. We've already asked Trey and Billy, hey, get us a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're going to come up with one, but go ahead and get us a bus. Right, just get up to us. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, uh, positions like that. I mean, just – and today I've never shot a match with 90 seconds. It's always been like a minute 45. Okay. So timing. Timing. Timing, getting my shots off faster, that's another thing I'm going to work on too. Okay. I think those are – you know, my, my that would be my biggest downfall in the match was I just – I speed it up, speed it up, speed it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so. fair enough. Awesome. Well, they're getting ready to do the awards, so we're going to cut this off. Okay. Well, greatly appreciate you nice coming on. Thank, thank you. you. Nice to meet you. Thank yep. you. All kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. So I um, want to welcome you on, David Weiss. Correct. From, from Bad. I was waiting for the correction. I was like, did I get it right? <laughs> um, you were in my squad, Squad 7. We had an awesome squad, but we were able to um, – shoot and spot and RO all weekend and kind of and kind of go back and forth and you are one of the two owners of of Webad yes bags shooting accessories yes. soft goods everything like that so um, is this your first time to gunline no i've actually made every match they two day they've had here so i've made it all 3 years oh awesome okay um, what was your favorite stage of the match uh, it was actually a stage I probably didn't shoot. The last stage that our squad shot, where you had a 700-yard KYL rack, and then Ipsix at five, six, eight, nine, and a thousand. If I'd have been shooting, that would have been my favorite stage because I like holding over and under, and the Ipsix were big enough to catch holdovers and unders. Right. That I would have really enjoyed that. Okay. Because I'm old school. <laughs> so like more uh, like DMR where there is no time to dial, where you just gotta send them. Uh, no, more just like rifles only back in the day where we did a lot of holding over and under with 308s and things like that back in the day when the scopes weren't nearly as good as they are today. Okay. I've been doing this almost 20 years. That is a very long time. Yes, yes. Um, so what was the stage that you shot that you want to get back? Uh, let's see. Yesterday, I didn't do great on the bus. Um... Probably the bus. I would like another chance for the bus. Okay. And the bus was three windows, three different cars at three different distances, and um, 
first car was off to the right, one, two, three, second car off to the right or to the left, one, two, three, and then the van in the center, one, two, three, four. So ten rounds, three positions, three cars. And you said you didn't do good on that one? No, I tried something I'd never tried before, and it was fairly stable, but just running a tripod horizontally across the seats to create a shooting surface and then using a real small bag in the back and a plate bag in the front. Um, I just I felt like I broke some clean shots, but I did not hit a lot of targets. Okay. Um, and what gun were you running? Because you weren't running a gas gun, or you weren't running a bull gun. You are running a gas gun, but what is that gas gun? Uh, the gas gun is a JP6 Creedmoor, and uh, it is a great gun, and JP has been very gracious to me, and I have to put that in there. But it's a great shooting gun when you're on a bench and stable, but there's so many more variables in a gas gun, especially on a barricade with three recoil impulses going on. Right. So you really got to be good when you're not prone. Right. So the round going down range is one impulse. The bolt coming back is one impulse, and then going forward is another impulse. Yes. So really being able to catch that recoil and, like, spot shots and, like, just break a solid a solid uh, trigger press and let that round go out of the chamber before any movement happens. Yes, and I've actually seen pictures, it's been years ago, of like a slow motion video of the bullet actually starting to come out as the bolt is already unlocking and moving back at the same time. Right. So, I mean, that definitely adds a level of difficulty to precision shooting when that happens. Oh, absolutely. And I've, I've, I'm in the same boat as most people. I'm running some BR-based based case, and it's, you know, guns that are 20 to 24 pounds. And right. It's definitely, you definitely have to be a better driver of the rifle. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and then was it your plan to come out here and just shoot gas gun because you wanted to shoot gas gun this year, or you were just like, oh, I just want to have fun, or what was your thought process behind the gas gun? It was a combination of several things. As I have invested much money and time over the years in reloading and those things, I actually have it more efficient than I ever have. But last into last year, I was like, I'm so tired of loading five to 7,000 plus rounds per year. Right. I'd like to take a break. So I'm like, well, what's the break? Gas gun with factory ammo. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's definitely more complicated than it sounds, and it's always more fun to hit more targets than less. So I'll probably be shifting back the other way. Okay. I mean, you can use six Creed factory ammo in a six Creed bolt gun. Which I have a brand new uh, Studeville precision barrel sitting on the shelf for my impact waiting for it. So See, there you go. So you'll be ready next time, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, and you are one of the owners of WeBad, so you guys actually came here and you're supporting the match as well, right? That's correct. And like with uh, product on the prize table, what I don't get to talk to many industry leaders that actually own the company very often, so I'm going to take the opportunity. What do you see, or what do you like to see in post-match, like? photos or thank yous or emails or text if somebody's got your number like what what puts a smile on your face as the actual owner of a company after a big match like this where you've supported and put stuff on the table well somebody asked me a long time ago how do you measure the success of sponsoring matches and stuff like that and the longer in this business you realize it's hard to quantify that so you like to help new match directors that need help getting started and stuff and help the new shooters because of the ones that need the gear the most. Exactly. And on the bigger matches, you kind of usually sponsor the matches that you're just good friends with the owners. You've been there. You appreciate the matches, things like that. 
But the biggest thing that I appreciate is when, like, a shooter, you know, picks up a bag off the table and just sends me an email, which actually in the last couple of years that's gotten more common. But, like, six, seven years ago we would donate, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of product and I maybe get two emails a year. Right. But I think the match directors are doing a much better job of just saying, hey, man, just send them a thank you, which I just know that sounds self-serving to a certain extent, but it definitely makes you feel good about, you know, donating back to the community. Right. Yeah. I mean – I mean, you're not doing it to get the emails. You're getting it that so you can support that match. You can support that match director. Get gear in the in the shooters' hands that need it, that want to pick it up off the prize table. Um, you've done a bunch with the uh, with the NRL 22 as well, with uh, with different bags and things like that, and it's awesome. Well, like, thank you, thank what, you. And we, what are the bags in your guys's lineup like? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the names? Like, because I always get confused. So years ago, when not long after we had started, and we started making all these different bags that people asked of us, they our friends used to call us We Bag. Okay. Because there's just so many variables and stuff. And our most popular, most common bag that we sell is the Tater Tot, right. which is a sand-filled, thin wax canvas bag. Um, that gives you enough height where if you lay it on your side, your mag will clear on a flat surface, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but all they all are based off the what we call the fortune cookie. Right. Which is based off of one of our cylindrical bags that we just basically cut a horseshoe out of years ago. And then over time, it went from Cordura to Wax Canvas. And then every time somebody asks us for a different size, we make it. And then everybody else sees it, and they're like, make that one too. Exactly. And so there's variances, you know, there's the wax canvas sand filled go from about three and a quarter pounds from our micro mini fortune cookie. Micro uh, mini. Yes. <laughs> and then there's a micro tater tot and then there's a mini fortune cookie and the tater tot, which are the two most popular sizes. And then it goes to the max, which is a friend of ours, Jonathan Berry, asked us for it years ago. And it's a full size fortune cookie and a heavy wax canvas with sand and it weighs 16 pounds. Right. I know Levi runs one of those and yeah. things just like, I'm like, hey, can I borrow your bag? And he like chucked it at me. And I was oh, like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. And it hit me in the chest. And I like <laughs> rocked back feet. Like, it's like one of those terrible 80s movies where you get shot and you like fly back 20 feet. It was, <laughs> it was very similar to that because I was not expecting a 16-pound bag. Um, but they do work great. I mean, you put, you put it down and it doesn't move. You just want somebody else to carry it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've, I've, I've got one of the original um, Cordura fortune cookies with the NRL 22 logo that mm-hmm. was, like, exclusive to, like, winning it on the show and – everything like that and i still have it i still use it on ladder rungs because it works really well just to hook it over the top of a rung and and run it that way um what um what's on your agenda for the rest of the year do you have more matches planned do you uh uh for me personally i'm ROing next weekend at the uh impact precision prc in oklahoma yep so i talked to amy lynn and john kyle and tate and told them i'd come up and help them out for that because they do so much for us, and they're great sponsors of the PRS community and take care of everybody. And, oh, 100%. Um, and then after that, I've got a public land elk hunt drawn, or I did get drawn for it with three buddies as a group, um, middle oh. of October. So everything is going towards getting my legs strong enough so I don't die. There, okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's a, that's a good goal to have, is going on a hunt with your buddies. And yeah. coming back. Yes, yes. The coming back part 
especially. Yes, absolutely. So um, I've definitely been doing a lot of weighted vests, stair stepper type things, and okay. everything, trying to build like strength and endurance. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, are you going to be out at, at nationals for to RO or anything like that? I don't know. I can't remember where you guys are based out. Of. We're out of Texas. Okay. So so Kansas is north of you guys, but yeah. I'm not going to be at the finale this year, and honestly, I I went to the finale a bunch of years in a row, and then I had a family issue one year, and I hate to say it, but I kind of enjoy that November time, which for us Texans is hunting season, the opening of hunting season. Yes. It's hard for me to... To break off for... To break off, yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I was rolling, you know, rolling deep like some of those guys up in the 290s or something like that with a right. gun on the ear, I would say, okay, let's go, but... Right. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean... Hunting season is only a short period of time in those months. So, like, if you can get it in and it's not a billion degrees, especially in Texas, like, you got you to gotta roll for it and you got to go, go try and fill that freezer with meat. Yes, sir. Um, what else do you want to throw out there before uh, I let you run back and, and hang out with all the, with all the homies? Uh, nothing. Just uh, if you ever have a chance, if you haven't been to Gunline, this is a great range. We've been here every year since its inception. Um, Tim Little and Greg Holloway do better every year. And if you haven't shot any of these matches, come shoot one because everybody's awesome. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. And if you are, you know, God, country, and family, and you enjoy shooting and stuff, this is your game. Yep, I would agree with that. Um, where can where can people find We Bad Gear? Like your Facebook, your Instagram, your website. Uh, it is www.webad.com is our website. Um, and our social media monkey that I can't mention his name. I cannot remember our Insta handle off the top of it. I think it's at Wee Bag Gear, I believe. I, th- I think that might be right. He's probably going to strangle me when I get home. <laughs> and then we are on Facebook as well. Well, I didn't tell you there would be a test, so yes, I guess yes, there's yes, that. Yes. My bad, Mr. Yeah. Secret <laughs> Secret Man that does the socials. Yes. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you did fantastic. You did great. So I appreciate you, appreciate you coming on. It was an honor and super cool to shoot with you in the squad. And then thanks for supporting the match and the matches you do support, including NRL 22 and all that fun jazz. Um, it's because you guys that were able to do this because you make the gear that we use. So great. Well, I enjoyed it very much. Thank awesome. you, sir. Thank you. Well, we're here. It's the end of the match. The table's been walked. The trophies have been handed out. Greg Moore has gotten all the pictures he's going to get. How was it? Man, I think it went, you know, you always, as a match director, you find the little things. Mm-hmm. You, you see, oh, man, I really could have thought about that. I need to make a note about this for next year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really, when you start looking at matches that have been running for, you know, five years, eight years, ten years, twelve years, really comes down to those little things that you start noticing and making good notes about and uh you know but but still you're only one person two people three people that that operate the range and so it comes down to your volunteers and you know managing those volunteers and you know really asking for their help and assistance and being able to to manage those people and their times to make the little things because I, I really think at the end of the day i see things that shooters might not see um, but I know that it would make a difference. They, okay. may, they may not notice it. It's like, um, you know, what's the number one priority of a match? Safety. Safety. Is anybody ever going to leave a safe match and go, man, that match was so 
safe. Probably <laughs> the safest one I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, probably not. They're never going to say that. Right. So it's just it's the uh, it's the thing that gets past the uh, past the uh, the finish line that nobody ever talks about. Right. Safety, right? cleanliness, right. like right, just blocking nope. and tackling. Yeah. You know? All those things. So, um, so to me, I think that you prioritize your things and okay. you say, okay, really got to make this this match safe. Um, nobody's going to see that. They're going to feel it if it's not safe. But they're never going to see that. Somebody's going to feel it if it's right. not safe. <laughs> so, so I think your first match or two is really about that. Just minding your p's and q's, knowing your range, trying mm-hmm. to balance your uh, your course fire. Every range doesn't have its limitations on what you can do and can't do um, as far as yardage. Right. And so Mississippi in August, I'd say it was a little warm. It was warm. Um, so we had 102 yesterday, 103 today. And um, so when I came to this match, I go, man, last year it was like 89, 90, 91. But this year was not about to be 90 degrees. So we were 102 today. So the things that I really tried to focus on was making sure there were coolers at every bay. And there, and there was. And uh, mixing in water and Gatorade. You can only yep. drink like six or seven waters before you are absolutely tired of water. Tired of water. And you need something with some sodium in it. Get, yep. get electrolytes in. And uh, so we ordered all these, uh, the NFL fans, the big cool breeze. Yes. Uh, Mr. Fans. And uh, I ordered the port for the uh, for the for the pavilion. And then we ordered the cool breeze fans for... The line. Um, three or four of the lines that you can just kind of, man, about 9, 10 o'clock, get out of the heat, go stand in front of one, yep. let your brain cool down, let your body cool down for a second, get your thoughts about you, go back into a stage. Uh, we don't have a lot of wind here, so I keep targets very um, very thin, I'd yeah. say. So typically I try to give you a decent amount of elevation uh, and keep your windage tight, kind of small. Um, we have very little wind, but we have switchy wind. Yes. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pull you off a target, it's gonna be it's gonna be just barely off left edge, barely off right edge, and if my targets are much bigger than what they are, you're gonna see your your scores at the top specifically get get a lot more uh, smaller lot more than tight, smaller than they yeah. already were. Yeah, if you look at my scores now, I was able to spread the top five, six, seven shooters, mm-hmm. and boy, they pile in there after that. Yeah. And uh, so this match, I had about 19 to 20, one mo ish. 1MOA-ish targets, so anywhere between um, point, point 0.7, point 0.8 mm-hmm. uh, to, to about 1.1, one. 1. 1, 1.2. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and I kind of look at those targets like those are the ones that are going to be my, my top five, my top seven, my top, yep. top eight. It's going to spread those out a little bit. And then uh, I kind of run, man, I call it my 3-2-1 method, almost like you're cooking, cooking ribs. You know, you give some 3MOA stuff, give some 2MOA stuff, and 1MOA stuff all in the same stage. Uh, kind of allows your newer guys to get the impacts, get impacts, enjoy it, and, uh, and you're still separating separating your one MOA guys at the top, and uh, and so you know good balance course of course of fire throughout the day. Make sure that if this guy over here is shooting 700 yards in Mirage, five stages later somebody shooting 700 700 yards in Mirage. Right, and I think um, that was really really balanced between stay your your first lane. Your third lane, or your uh, your first your first lane over there with one through six ish, and then eight and nine down on the other end of the range. Like so, everybody was shooting in a little bit of everything. Yeah. I think it was very well balanced. Thank you. Um, 
being the match director, you didn't get to shoot in the match, but you got to proof all the stages. So what was the stage that you had the most concerns about people shooting? You know, they're all different. I think you you try to test people's fundamentals and the, the balance of a shooter. So you got some shooters that really like shooting prone, mm-hmm. small things far away. You like guys that love the wind and being able to kind of pick up mile per hour. You got shooters in the southeast that have gotten really good at picking up switches. So mm-hmm. our range, we shoot a lot of headwinds. So I'm really good at uh, at that. I don't have to miss a shot before I change the side of the plate I'm holding. Okay. Just because I was able to see that mirage kind of either cut off or shift. And, um, and I think that's what southeast guys typically do pretty well because we're able to practice it. That's okay. what we have. And uh, you get guys that shoot really fast. Um, and so you, you you take all those different fundamentals of what guys do and you try to test them kind of throughout the match at different things. So if I'm, if I'm testing you on speed, I'm going to try to give you a decent-sized target. If I'm testing you on uh, on target array, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know progressively get pretty small. Um, I know where my range has odd tricky winds that you really yep. have to pay attention to, so I can put a few targets in those areas that's gonna test you on if you're paying attention. I know the the wind's gonna shift at a certain spot from right to left to left to right just based off of kind of kind of how the geography lays, uh, how the topo lays. So I'll put some targets there and just see who picks that up, who doesn't pick that up. But, man, you get guys like Jeff Gary, man. He he burned it down. I would not have said seven shots all weekend. That this weekend was a was a seven shot down would have would have won it. I would assume you know five six five six at each day, you know kind of nine ten eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what he did and, and you know you say what's the difference in six and ten? You know it's not it's, it's four, not a, but it's, it's more than that. But it's more than that because those four were small targets yes people were really having to work for and when they missed them they you know they just as easy would have would have caught an edge hit yep. and uh and gotten that point so so what he did was uh man his hats off to him man he's yeah he's shooting good he's shooting really good like wh- like one of the targets that i think that came into play was your your triangles your ladder stage your um, you had more than one gopher out here this weekend. I think we shot at a gopher maybe six fifty four. Yeah, four four stages we shot at yep. gophers. Yep. So and like bowling pins and like there was skinny targets in those lanes of switchy winds. Um, like this morning we shot the bowling pins and like three fifty was protected, four was protected. 450 not so much five was out in the open and six was definitely out in the open yep. and like i like i'm i'll say i got ed- edge hits on two of those shots i think i got an eight on that stage yeah. eight or a nine like yeah. and two of them were edge hits just because like okay i'm i'm paying attention like two shooters before um three shooters before and then you know matthew bailey was ahead of me so when he was shooting like i was standing there ready to go um just for match flow and like just he would come off the line he's shooting a 308 and he's like man i was three tenths to the back i'm like okay that means i need to half or take a tenth out of what he was doing because i'm going 
faster and I'm a better bullet than he's got. So like, I'm like, okay, like that kind of makes sense based on what I was seeing two shooters ago, like how everything's going to hold up. But like when you say switchy wins, you definitely have them. Cause like those triangles today, that was our, we shot nine stages a day. So that was our um, eighth stage and the mirage is going right to left. The dust and the, the puff off of the targets when they were hit and the dust from the berm was going right to left, but you were holding left. Yeah. So that wind is coming left to right, hitting the berm, and then coming back. And I'm like, it's a left it's left to right, guys. I'm telling you. They're like, everything's telling me this direction. I was like, yes. But as, as of right now, it's a left to right. And then when the dust would go right to left, I was like, okay, it, it switched. And that happened to me in the middle, and I caught it, and I was like, I shot, I was holding the right direction, I shot, I missed, I was like, nope, other side now. Like, it switched, go. And I did okay on it, but I got a, I think I got a six or a seven. Um, but yeah, it was still, it's a great stage, because that is that separator. Right. Like, you got to have separators in here, because otherwise yeah. everybody's going to get, uh, you know, 187 yeah. points, and right. then it's based off a tiebreaker, nobody wants that. Right. So, right. it was a solid match. Um, everything. I wish I would shoot better, yeah. but then again, we always want to shoot a little better. Yeah, exactly. Even when you win, you want one back. Yes, and so you know, I asked that question. I was like, "What's your favorite stage? What's the stage you want to get back?" Um, multiple people have said the bus. They love it or hate it. They want it back. Yeah, yeah. They 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 yeah. want to reshoot it. Um, my favorite stage and um. I can't remember her name, but she, she came on here. She's out of uh, Little Rock. She shot Twisted Barrel um, with her husband, JR. I can't remember her name. Kate, maybe. I don't know. Um, she really liked the 600 TYL off of the barrel and then off the barricade. Yeah. I, I really liked that. That's a hard that. one to like. I didn't even clean it, and I still really, really liked it. Yeah. Like, I cleaned – I don't want to say I cleaned all the stages that were – that like most people would clean, yeah. but like the PRS barricade, it, unless you're going yeah. super fast, you should probably clean that. Right. The the S10 this morning. Yeah. The near far near. Yep. Like first thing in the morning, very cleanable. Like, but that one off the the barrel and the barricade, I didn't clean it. Right. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, and then probably um, the stage that we ended on, the 705, 76, 7. Eight, nine, a thousand. Yeah. yeah. What did you think about that? I loved it. Yeah. That's probably my second favorite stage. Have you ever done that? Uh, kind of that um, that sequence of targets before? I think I've done something similar, and I think it was here. Okay. Yeah. Um, like maybe during one of your guys's one days, but I've done some of that, like one stationary target that you got to run, but then you got to go back and forth a bunch of times. Right. Like, I've done confirmation plates similar to it. But not necessarily like that. Very large confirmation plate, but the confirmation plate is the one at different distances, not the other way around. Um, And I got a 8 out of 10, and I timed out on my last shot. Uh, Did you hit it anyway? I hit it anyways. Yeah, Um, there you go. I was loaded in, and I was ready to press the trigger, and the buzzer went off, and I was like, screw it. Yep. Last stage, yep. boom, yep. and, and okay, I hit it. Um, but I was on the fourth diamond, 
and like mental brain fog, whatever. But I held my my wind call on the wrong target, pulled it, and I hit the tiny one. <laughs> so I shot at the four and hit the tiny, and then I was like, "Well, that was wrong. Just keep going." But I liked it because I learned something, and I learned like run through my dopes more than yes. just like yes. once before. Cause I knew that I was going to go, I knew I was at seven, then five, then mm-hmm. seven, then six and seven then eight. But when I went from seven or six to seven and then to eight, yeah. like my brain, I looked at my, I looked at my head and I saw my dope and I was like, I'm at four, three, I need to go to five, four. Which way do I turn the, dur- the turret? <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I clicked it up, you know, to 5-4, and then I sent it, and I hit it, but that extra few seconds of, like, what do I do would have got me my my ninth, my right. tenth shot off because right. yep. it yep. was two seconds, yep. right? The two seconds it took me to do that, I could have broke my tenth shot. Right. Got right. possibly all things considered, possibly gotten another point. Yep. So, like, that made me think. I was like, okay, like, so whenever I finish a match, I usually have extra rounds because I bring 250 to a two-day whatever I practice in zero and chrono with, and then whatever the, the nine round stages, seven round stages, I time out. I don't get all my rounds off. I take all that stuff and I go back and I practice. Yeah. Um, I go back to the range. So we shot twisted barrel together. I took those 30 rounds yeah. and I went and practiced tripod rear. Mm. Cause I don't shoot tripod rear. I need to go practice tripod rear. You don't do it. Tommy doesn't do it. A lot of people don't do it. We talked about it today on the ladder stage. Um, I went down low, learned that that was a mistake. I got my hits, but then when I went to tripod rear and I went and I, I got on it and I broke my one shot, I hit it. Mm-hmm. So clearly the practice paid off. So now I'm going to take these rounds that I've got left over and I'm going to go and I'm going to go work on that at Altus on the 840, the 840 right. range. And so, just so tell me boom, 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 just work on, work on those dials. Tell me what was so bad about the latter stage. I don't think it was bad. I had a bad stage process because I went yeah. low first. If I was already going to do tripod rear, why didn't I just do right. tripod rear for all of them? So when I, when I set that stage up, it was, it was almost a little bit of a, I hate to say a filler. Right. Um, I was limited on my distance and I was limited on my, on my barricades. We hadn't mm-hmm. shot any, anything round, any pipes or anything. Right. And uh, so I thought that would, that would fit in well. But I really wanted to give ample targets right and so if you look at target size it was my my bar burn was 396 yards yes with a 10 inch plate which yep. is Paris barricade i'd say yeah if you had to shoot if i gave you five rungs at a four at a 10 inch plate at 400 you'd be uh this is okay easy i'm just gonna run a bag and shoot it and then the second plate was at 355 is an eight inch yep it's still over two moa Yes, and then I had one. I had the third target that went back to the three ninety six berm, that um, five inch five target. Inch. So, so it got a little spicy. One one point two, one point yep. three size. Yeah. So there's one of those MOA targets. Yep. And and you shot you shot it at, at that smaller a little more than you did in most of the stages. Right. More points that went into it. Um, but I I really did not think I would have seen as much kind of that prone. Yep. Really trying to get steady. Um, the way that I shoot, I'm going to look at those two big ones and bang, man, bang, bang, bang. And then I'm going to go to that third one. Take I'm just going to, man, I'm going to take that last second, get super solid on my bag, 
take a look at the winds, easy pull, coming out of a wrong, going to another one, repeat. Yep. So um, I think people overthought that one a little bit. I think that, that little I one. I think that little one scared a it, bunch of people. It scared a bunch of people. It made me nervous. Wasn't really that bad. Uh, so that's when I practice a lot of times. Uh, positional stuff. A lot of times I'll run like a five, six inch target at 400 yards. And, uh, and man, I'll, you know, all the time, that's that's a lot of what I do. Right. Where I'll run positional 600 yard plate rack. So you get a little bit of that dual practice of watching target swing and chains and wind and a little more. Right. Uh, versus that small at 400s, really just really stable, making sure those pulls are solid. So uh, I kind of, I kind of um, probably took away that the stage hardness on mm-hmm. that stage more than what other people thought it was. Um, but, again, that may be just my shooting style. Um, and that's as a match director, you try to know your what you do well and what you don't do well. Right. So what you don't do well, make it a little harder. What you do well, make it a little easier. Yep. Um, try to make sure that it's, uh, like I said, balance. I think balance is key in these things. Absolutely. And even, yet, like, the mover. Like, the mover today, I know that we've shot a, mat, shot a stage very similar to that in the past. Um, for today, where it was the six plates in between each each mover, that mover, like people were like, "Oh man, that mover is so much smaller." Well, compared to the target that was on it yesterday, yes, it is much smaller. Because yep. yesterday was like a seventy-five or a sixty-six percent ipsic. Sixty-six, or something. so it's two inches Sh- smaller. Smaller, right? Uh, much short, much, uh, much much shorter. Yep, yeah, much shorter. But as far as the width, what you really worry about right. on the mover, pretty similar. I mean, it was five tenths wide today. Yep. I mean. Would you, did you get six tenths yesterday? Like it's right. still right. It's it's mental. It's mental, and like I didn't have a problem with the mover. I had a problem with the dang dang circles. <laughs> like I was like, how am I hitting this and missing this? I'm like, okay, it's whatever. Like having a good time either way. And like even one of the guys was like, uh, Braden. He was like, how are you hitting the mover and not the st- the static target? I was like. Who knows, man? I'm just going for it. But, like, good stage. Like, utilizing the bus twice. Like, I know a lot of people had trouble with the windows, but then today they shot out of the back of it prone. The bus was somewhat at a downhill angle, and you had to, like, make sure your bipod height. So that was, like, looking at the stage and picking up on that. And, like, because we told one of our guys in our squad, we're like, hey, check your bipod height. Might want to bring that in a click. And he's like, oh, I'd like it super low. And then when I, he was done shooting and I went back there to get his gun, he had had to click it up. I'm like, so how much time did that take? Like, yeah, you're prone. You're not moving around a lot. But, like, when you're trying to get as rock solid as you can, you don't want to sit there and have to fiddle with your bipod and then fix the cant and everything yeah. else like that. But all in all, a good, a good, uh, a good match. You said that you, you, learned, you learned you take those little notes. So you said the heat, you guys took care of that with a bunch of fans bunch of water and Gatorade what was the other thing that you noticed that you took that mental error that mental note or you wrote it down in your phone or on your your match director logbook of of things to think about for next time uh more toilet paper in the porta pots okay fair enough that was the that was the one that kind of got me (laughs) the one that got me today um no I mean I don't know I, I hadn't thought about I hadn't thought that deeply yet um so Getting these scores when you put them in the iPads and, okay. you, and you upload them to a master, they uh, they do pretty well. Mm-hmm. And Ken has done an excellent job reaching out on the fore end, 
trying to get some of this stuff figured out. And uh, um, Tim and I on Friday had a lot going on. I talked to Ken Wheeler, and uh, he told me to send everything. And it's the – so practice score is going to track something. PRS tracks, same things, plus a few. Right. Like your amateur – Yep. Marksman semi-pro categories. Right. So, like, I noticed that because I always like to see where I stack. And I notice it it doesn't necessarily show up on two days, but it shows up on one days. If you go to, like, the main page where it's got all the stages and then open on pro. On uh, if PRS you go all, or yeah, on practice score? On practice score. And you go really? all the way to the bottom, yep. it's got overall category and, like, overall class or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and those don't show I mean, up on two days don't. for some reason. But they'll show up on a one day. Right. Which is weird. I don't under. So there's don't this, get it. there's this big stressor at the end of it, making sure that whomever was the legitimate winner of the trophy takes the trophy home. Yes, that is always a very big stressor. It's a bad phone call to make when you give somebody their own trophy. Yes. The first year, we had to make the phone call because we Ooh. gave somebody the bad their own trophy, and uh, man, you know, there's only so much you can do, and you get a lot of personalities in the sport mm -hmm. and um you know i think that at the end of the day you're trying to make sure that 85 90 percent of the people are happy a really good match yeah they enjoyed it they ate well they saw you try to keep them cool when it's 103 degrees try to finish pretty quick on a match like this i was done at 12 30 um, today yep awesome our first shooter was done 11 28 today Woo, they um, were flying so they were flying <laughs> But, um, you know, in this kind of temperature, we had close to 40 people on the waiting list this year that I didn't wow. let in the match. And, uh, and and the only reason was uh, I want to finish early. Yep. Right? You're trying to trying to say no to extra money and yes to, hey, let's take care of the people that are here, make sure they that come signed back up next early, year. Yeah. Signed up early. And, uh, and so, man, I just – so many people support these things. They're fun. There's a good group of guys. Uh, so you, you really just try to call balls and strikes, mm -hmm. keep everything fair, keep everything balanced, make sure that you're thinking about the little things. Yep. Because uh, at the end of the day, people are safe. Of course, fire is challenging, fair. I try not to get too, I call it cute. Don't get okay. too cute with the course of fire. Right. You can look at some stages, and you can get some, uh, I guess, target orders. Um positions mm -hmm. and you can mix them up a little too much and to me i just i, yeah. I feel like it's just you're getting you're, you're trying right you're yeah. really trying to stress the shooter and think about it but like you're one you're i try one to keep stressor was middle. stage nine you know I, or were, 19 there's 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 two or three little things right so if you're gonna shoot thank you my wife just delivered me a beer she did i have a beautiful awesome wife you do have an awesome wife. Yep. Not beautiful. I'm not going to call your wife beautiful. You can. She's a beautiful woman. She's going to listen to it. She's going to expect she you to it. <laughs> I'm just happy she didn't shoot me when I walked in the house last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? I was looking at a hot blonde. <laughs> you were saying the one or two little things uh, with positional and getting yeah, cute. Yeah, so, so I like to, you know, shoot two different plate racks and mix it up with hit to move on, hit or miss move on. Yeah. You know, some of those just you got to keep that in your head, and you're going to grab a point from somebody who's not thinking about it. Yep, don't, that don't, definitely happened. Yep. So, um, when I think of mental, I think of a little bit target order, a little bit of just change of pace in the middle of a stage. Um, but I, I try not to make it 
too complicated. Um, I think that complicated stages come down to um, people with very good memories, people that take very good notes, mm -hmm. and um, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to award precision shooters. Right. And so being able to hit small things far away fast, kind of the name of the game. So right. Kind of keep it towards that, and um, and that's what you know. I, I I try to ask five or ten people. Hey, course fire. What would you like to see different? Bigger right. targets, smaller targets, smaller targets on a specific stage. Some things that are just a little too easy. Some things are a little too hard. And um, I was talking to Brandon Hembry, who shoots for K and M. Yep. And um, you know, one thing that he said that kind of stood out to me is, "Man, this is your match." Like, I see your flair in your match. Yeah. And you're the only one that can put on a match with with this sort of flair. And, hey, I think you, each shooter's going to be directed to something they do well. Mm -hmm. I like shooting fast. I like shooting off a bag. I don't shoot off a tripod. I need to learn. It's on the list. Yep. Hadn't got to it you yet. got the facility to do it. Got the facility <laughs> to do it. But um, small targets, off a bag, I just love it. Switchy wins, um, you know, aiming two tenths left of a target, hitting it, and moving positions, and seeing the target again, and going, and I'm about to hold right edge. Yeah, pulling that trigger and watching it middle, fantastic. That's yeah, that's success. When in my kind of the way that I shoot and what I try to, um, I guess, entertain in my head is what what separates pretty good shooters. You know, you go out to Oklahoma, and I always get. Uh, a lot of humility out there. I'm going to John Kyle's match next, next weekend. Week. It's full. So uh, if you can find a slot uh, to buy from somebody, you ought to go. And, uh, man, a lot of humility there because it's it's not left and right. It's left and harder left. Right. And and I don't do that well. And I've, I've signed up for a few JTAC classes that I hadn't been able to make yet. Okay. I'm paid. So I have a class. I just got to find a date that I can make it. And uh, I mean, you're one of the busiest guys I know. I, I I'm pretty busy, and I know you're busy. <laughs> I try to, I try to, uh, you know, I asked a couple people. I was like, "Hey, would you let's go shoot JTAC class?" He's like, "Man, I'm like a top ten shooter. I can go take a training class. Absolute man. Uh, yeah. Let's go take it. I will go take a training class and absolutely uh, pick up everything I can because, you know, it's just it's difficult. I talked to uh, Tate last year, and uh, I was like, "Man, Tate, I'd love to come shoot with you for." A day or two, which Tate's pretty busy as well. Yep. And um, and uh, so, you know, I just want to go live in that environment if I want to do it, right? Yeah. If this is something that next year, this is where the finale is, and I need to get some points out this way or qualifiers or something, I'd love to go spend three or four days and 30-mile-an-hour wins and play with my Kestrel and what works and what doesn't and create. Yep. Your systems would be different than everybody's system. Yep. But – you can learn some hints. You can learn oh, absolutely. how to get there very quickly. And I, I, I think people that, that really want to get better um, within their region need to go look at getting training from the best people that there are. Absolutely. So, Totally um, agree. Um, let's touch on food real quick. Now, there's a bunch of people running around here with food boxes and containers or everything like that. The who cooked that food? Did your wife cook the food? No. No. Was that catered or did somebody else that, like, support staff here cook it? Or how did that work? Yeah, so uh, we had some growing pains with cooking. Okay. At gun line shooting. 
this uh, year or years past? Or? Growing, growing pains right, right from the beginning. Okay. And um, we we had some local people that wanted to cook, and, and they come in and they knock it out of the park. And then the next time, uh, a little alcohol would get involved, and food might be an hour and a half late, and mm. and didn't didn't show too well. So I got man, I don't I don't want to do this do anymore. The, do that again. So uh, I found a company called Bless This Food Catering out of Flora, Mississippi, and they do a fantastic job <laughs> at uh, at man. They're on time. Food's good now. And I've ordered six or eight different entrees, so I've kind of picked the best two that I like. Okay. Um, but uh, Paul and Stephanie Bilski are members at our range, and okay. they cook for every event we have. Wow. And for an event like this, they want to cook for it, but I don't have the uh, uh, the audacity to go, hey, cook for 150 people. Yeah. Right, so uh, Paul RO'd for me today. Yep. Stephanie was on a golf cart delivering. Yep. Water. water she was all over the place. It was awesome. I we, like your little snack tent you had in the in the forest. That was cool. Yep. 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 That's the uh, hydration station. Yep. I've got aquatic engineers, um, and they're uh, they're 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 guys that just enjoy helping. Yep. Um, so uh, Don Anglin and his 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 best buddy there. He's a uh, retired electrical engineer. Okay. And he just loves to help. And there so, you go. man, I pull up. He calls me sire. So he bows and sire. <laughs> and, uh, man, he just he pays attention. He kind of sees what I need before I need it. Mm-hmm. Goes in and jumps in. And, you know, you, you just can't, you can't say enough thanks to all the volunteers. I've yeah. never... I'm in a lot of different industries, been in a you lot are. of different businesses. You do not see volunteers that are willing to put in their time and energy and just helpful nature and giving heart to, to do this. And I think it's what keeps me in it. Yeah. At the end of the day, I enjoy shooting. I like to compete. I want to win. People. Um, yeah. But, man, the people in the sport are, are different. Yeah. They're different. I don't, I don't think they make many sports like this. So uh, that would be – if I was to give, not a negative because it was delicious, but a critique of anything, it would be the food. Yesterday's chicken and dumplings yeah. in the middle of the heat. Yeah. Something. Little, little on the heavy side. Oh, yeah. A little on the heavy side. But would you rather more or less? Would you rather be hungry after lunch or would you rather throw away a little extra food? That's the way I've always looked at okay, it. Okay, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people yeah. go, man, I just I don't really want lunch because it's 103 degrees. Yeah, but you know, there's some people that want lunch, and that's yep. where their energy comes from, and yep. they're not going to shoot well point. if they don't have their their carbs and their glucose and their energy in their body. And you know, I'd rather just I I'd mean, rather, I, I'd rather feed you too much than not enough. Yeah, I mean, because you got to know where your limits at. So yep. that's that's a valid point. Because I did eat, I did eat some of the, uh, I ate most of the chicken out of it. The green beans, and then I definitely ate the peach cobbler because yep. you can't not eat peach cobbler. But, um, yeah, and then today's was, like, we were done shooting, so we were doing it afterwards. So it was super, super good um, today. And then that banana pudding, like. Banana pudding, fantastic. That, that place. Peach cobbler yesterday. Really good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so you already said that your 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 next match is the the foundation PRC or impact match next weekend. Um, 
do you have more one days here at Gunline? Yeah, so I think we have one of the first one days of next the season. 2024 season. It's like October 8th October, or something. Yep, I think you're right. October 8th or something like that. Yep. I was talking to it's Josh in about October. it. Yep. Um, so the 23 meltdown is done. Everybody's pretty much out of here except staff. Everybody's happy. Everybody's fed. I don't think anybody's left thirsty. So I call it a win, man. I think it's a win. Like, I came out here and RO'd the first one and then shot the last two. So yeah. I'm glad it's you been, did. You, it's been you good. RO a lot. So thank you for RO'ing a lot. That's, you know, it's, these two days are, especially when you have a membership range, because you have so many good members, they mm-hmm. could be fantastic ROs. But they all want to shoot. Well, I want them to shoot. Yeah. I guess their only home range two-day, exactly. I want them to shoot. And so, you know, I, I had um, three or four uh, ROs this year that had never ROed. Mm-hmm. And first thing I told them was, you're, you're the person that's going to make this match. If you're happy when this new squad gets up, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to bleed off onto them. Yep. The next thing you need to say is, hey, I've never done this before, or this is my second time. If there's something that I'm doing that I should do differently or pay attention to, please help me out. Man, these shooters, I would much rather somebody, rather than acting like they know everything and they have yeah. it wrong, as a shooter that's competed a lot, I know if I've got a pretty good RO, paying attention, they're a shooter. I probably know them if they're a shooter yep. or if they're not. And uh, and so, you know, I think the best thing these newer ROs can do is just announce who they are and what they are and say, I'm willing to learn. You guys help me. And, uh, and the RO, RO option, too. It's the first year I ran it. Okay. Every year I've always had two ROs per stage, one right. on glass and uh, one, one on iPad. And man, at the end of the day, I can get really good people on glass. Yep. But it's going to be hard to get really, really good people for 10 stages on glass all the time. Yep. So to allow the competitors to do that, I think it's a it's a really good idea. Um, I think it works really well. Um, pros and cons. Yep. Right? Right. I mean, that's but why I, they I have it. it that's why they have, like, what, three options? Yep. Yeah. So, um, what's the last the last tidbit? Whether it's a new shooter or somebody that's interested that wants to come out in RO, or it's a young gun, or it's a it's a a lady shooter or a lady that her husband shoots and she kind of wants to do it because we had some we had some first some newer female shooters out here this weekend um, shooting as well. Um, one of them was in my squad. She's getting ready to shoot the 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 grind with. Um, Ryan Hay, and she's still she's still learning. She's like this is her third or this is her fourth. Bye, Daddy. See you later, baby. Daddy, can I talk to you one time? Yeah, say in there one time. Hello. Perfect. Perfect. So, what's that one thing you want to get out there to the uh, to the young crowd or the newer crowd? Man, I think that uh, like if it looks fun, try it. Because it probably is fun. <laughs> if you try it and you like it, get some training. Kind of off the bat, right? Okay. Learn the right way. Get somebody that you enjoy them. Mm-hmm. You respect their how they do things. And um, learn what to practice. Practice a little bit, but shoot a match. I mean, you'll never really know what it's like if you're really going to enjoy it. If it's something that's going to interest you and be a hobby long term go shoot a one day you're going to find out 10 things that 
if you leave that match and you go, man, three more shots out of finish this place. Oh, yeah. I mean, we do that regardless. <laughs> we do it regardless. But if you if, if you go shoot your first match and you do that, mm-hmm. it's probably for you. Yeah, right? so for figure sure. Out, figure out some fundamental stuff. Like, don't teach yourself bad habits just right off the bat. Right. And uh, find a good range. Find, find a good group of people. Find a culture that you really fit into. And uh, get in that culture. Have fun. Make some relationships. Enjoy shooting. Sweet. That's what life's about. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for having, you know, a two-day that's somewhat close to my house. Yeah. yeah. You guys are you guys are the close. You we, and Alabama we, are the. We picked this spot just for you. I appreciate, I yeah. appreciate that. You're very well. You guys are the closest two-day for me. Awesome. Um, like, you and Alabama are, like, literally the exact same distance away. Where's so, Alabama? Alabama Precision. Who's that? Exactly. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Jim. I love you. Um, are you going to theirs in, a couple, in September? I'm, I'm signed up. Okay. You're signed up. I know what that means. You're a busy man. I sign up. I don't always show up. Hey. If it's a chore, it's not fun. And if it's not fun, why do it? It's just time. Yeah? It's just time. That's all it is. I want to shoot all the matches. Fair enough. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't shoot all the matches. Although next year my goal is to step on a plane and go somewhere and shoot a match. Call me. Me and Randy are flying next weekend. Well, yeah. I'm thinking like fly, like California fly. Yeah. And go shoot San Luis Obispo. Let's go. Okay. Come on. Call me. Let's do it. We'll go. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Hi, right, buddy. Take care.